When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Profit Podcast, everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long with your host, Calvin Wright. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Profit Podcast. How is it going? It's the first Waiver Wire podcast, Waiver Wire show of this glorious 2021 NFL fantasy football season. There aren't a ton of names on this list. But there are a few, and there's one in particular that really needs to be discussed. The first one that we really got to discuss would be the the new running back for the San Francisco 49ers. All righty. You ready for this? Elijah Mitchell. He's the first waiver wire target of the season. Now, look, the, the reason for adding him is obvious. Raheem Mostert went out for an injury. He's gone, and Elijah Mitchell looked really good. Elijah Mitchell racked up 16 fantasy points, 104 yards, one touchdown on only 19 carries. He was the obvious lead running back. Jamichael Hasty only had one carry, and Raheem Mostert only had two carries before going down with an injury. Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch. After the game, they came out and said he just wasn't a top three running back during training camp. Would have been nice to know before now, Mr. Shanahan. But alas, we work with what we have. So so Elijah Mitchell is the presumed RB1 of a San Francisco 49ers offense that looked pretty competent. They, they put up 41 points. Detroit, not a great defense. But still, he's the RB1 of a great running team. He should be added in all leagues. But I don't think we found the next James Robinson. I don't think we found the next James Robinson because this running back backfield goes with such a hot hand approach. It it seems like they never actually have an RB1. Here's a list of 49ers running backs who led the backfield and carries each week last season. Game one, Mostert. Game two, Coleman. Game three, McKinnon. Game four, McKinnon. Game five, Mostert. Six, Mostert. Seven, Wilson. Eight, Hasty. Nine, McKinnon. Ten, McKinnon. Eleven, Mostert. Twelve, Mostert. Thirteen, Mostert. Fourteen, Wilson. Fifteen, Wilson. Sixteen, Wilson. Due to injuries, but also them riding with a hot hand approach, I don't really believe that Elijah Mitchell will be a bona fide workhorse running back in the San Francisco 49ers backfield because Trey Sermon won't be a healthy scratch next week. Uh, There's no way he's not on the field next week. He'll have an opportunity. And if he scores a 30-yard touchdown, then is he the new RB1? See See what I'm saying? It's just such a muddy backfield, but such a productive backfield that you have to pick Elijah Mitchell up. But if you have someone in your league who thinks that he's the next James Robinson and the bona fide RB1 on the 49ers for the rest of the season, 
because I forgot Trey Sermon is gonna gonna come on, then I would try to sell him a little high. I would try to sell him for for someone who might have a safer role rest of the season. Now you don't have to. He'll be he'll be fine, but I don't think that he is going to lead this backfield in touches every week. That's not something I see happening. The next waiver wire pickup, Mark Ingram, 26 carries. That's all I'm going to say. He had 26 carries. Uh, whenever there's a running back who sees that type of volume, who isn't owned, I don't care what team they're on. I don't care how good they are. You pick them up. You pick up Mark Ingram. You stash him on your bench. He is someone that you can throw into your RB3 or flex spot in case of an injury or a buy. And you know that there's assured volume. We don't know how, how productive he'll be, but there is volume. There's a path to success. You want to pick up players with paths to success. And up next, this is honestly, finally, there weren't too many waiver wire pickups this week. Oh, we'll have one more. Up next is Brian Edwards. I talked about it in the offseason. I like Brian Edwards most out of the Henry Ruggs, Zay Jones, uh, Hunter Renfro uh, uh, wide receiver core. But Hunter Renfro and Brian Edwards are both worth picking up and stashing. Brian Edwards, I like more than Renfro. Renfro's safe, but I think that that Brian Edwards could really develop into the wide receiver one on this team. So hopefully you drafted him and he was already on your bench. But if not, go pick up Brian Edwards. I would prioritize him over Hunter Renfro. Priority so far would be Elijah Mitchell, Mark Ingram, Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro. All righty, moving on, we've got another player from this Baltimore-Las Vegas game, Tyson Williams. He looked far away the best running back last night. Latavius Morey scored, but pretty unproductive. He didn't look very, he didn't very, he didn't look very electric at all. 10 attempts, 28 yards, 2.8 yards per carry, whereas Tyson Williams, Nine attempts, 65 yards, 7.22 yards of carry. Also three receptions for 29 yards. Murray didn't have any receptions. Tyson Williams is the guy to own. Now, this is not the Tyson Williams show. Latavius Murray will be right behind him. They'll split touches. And Le'Veon Bell will probably get a little bit of work too. But Tyson Williams is probably the best running back in this backfield at this point based on age and how much they have to prove he is. You saw him going out there fourth and one ripped off the 30 yard touchdown. He was playing to prove himself and it will pay you off to pick him up over Mark Ingram or, or not Mark Ingram. I mean, um, Latavius Murray. You should also pick up Latavius Murray if he's unknown because he's a starting running back now in the NFL. He's the RB two though. It's Tyson Williams as the RB one. Now, would I pick up Tyson Williams or Elijah Mitchell? Now, that is a tough question. Personally, I would go with Tyson Williams just because I he doesn't have Trey Sermon behind him. He's got Latavius Murray, who I, I don't think is as much of a threat. And we know the, the type of backfield they'll run. It'll be Elijah Mitchell, or, or it will be Tyson Williams and Murray splitting carries Williams getting more of the receiving work and being a little more productive. Whereas with Elijah Mitchell, Trey Sermon could just become their RB1 for three weeks 
and then Elijah Mitchell gets it back, and then Jamichael Hasty gets a few weeks as the RB1, you'll just be very frustrated. It'll be harder pr- to predict. So at the end of all this, Elijah Mitchell may have more fantasy points in total, but I think Tyson's will be easier to re- will be easier to rely on and to predict. And I talked about it two weeks ago now. You should pick up Tyson Williams. As soon as J.K. Dobbins went down, I said, pick up Tyson Williams. Then Justice Hill went down, and then Gus Edwards went down. He's the lead. He's the most productive back in this in this offense right now. Kansas City coming up. They allowed a big game to both Hunt and Chubb. Detroit, after that, they just got torched. Tyson Williams is a must-own at this point. All right. Moving on to our, I think this is our final waiver wire pickup, Corey Davis. He should have been owned, but in case he's not owned, pick him up. Corey Davis is basically the only wide receiver on this team that matters. 5 of 7, 97 yards and two touchdowns. Do I want Barrios? Barrios? Do I want Elijah Moore? Do I want Denzel Mims? No, I don't. And here is why. Because Zach Wilson and the Jets offense isn't productive enough to support two wide receivers right now. It could get there, but right now it can only support one. I'm placing my bet that it's Corey Davis seeing based on what I saw yesterday and what I've seen in the past year. My bet is that Corey Davis will be the one wide receiver who's productive on a consistent basis. The others could have games. This offense could evolve and they could get more involved as well. But as long as it's able to support only one relevant wide receiver, Corey Davis is the only one I want. But I do want him because he's a good player and this offense is good enough to support KB, Corey Davis at a high level. Now, New England next week, Denver next week, those aren't great matchups, but then he's got Tennessee and Atlanta coming up. So I really like Corey Davis. You should pick him up. And I will just throw in these two bonus players. I'm not going to talk about them as much just because I've already talked about them a ton, but Rondale Moore and Terrace Marshall. Rondale Moore, we saw four or five for 68 yards. If you watched him play, he looked electric. He looked amazing. He should be rostered in 100% of leagues. Stash him on your bench. If anything happens to Christian Kirk, which things have been known to happen to Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore becomes, honestly, a wide receiver too. Uh, But Rondale Moore, even with Kirk there, he will have some really productive games, and he's talented enough that, honestly, his floor is pretty high. His floor is pretty high because he can take a screen for 20 yards. There's three points. He can take another screen for 20. You see what I'm saying? Throwing a touchdown. If he had a touchdown, which he almost did, if there hadn't been an interference call, he would have had a, a, a much bigger game and everyone would be going crazy about him. But he didn't have that touchdown because there was pass interference. He got held. So he's still flying under the radar a little bit. And also go pick up who, uh, not who, Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall, go pick him up. We'll see who ends up uh, being you know, the, the favorite targets in this Panthers offense. It looked like Robbie Anderson, but then again, Robbie Anderson only had one reception. It just was a touchdown. DJ Moore looked to be the the most solid, uh, you know, reception monster. But Terrace Marshall was actually targeted six times. He only hauled in three. He had a few that he almost got, but the defense kind of clobbered him hard catches. But he was involved. It didn't correlate to fantasy points right off the bat but I would expect more production fantasy-wise later in the season. So go pick up those two as well. 
Alrighty, there we go. A very quick little, uh, very quick. I tried to get this waiver wire show out of the way because it's, it's, you know, you you don't want to know all the reasons, all the little detailed stats. You don't want to know his target separation rate. Who cares? You just need the names. You go put in your your priorities, and and you're good to go. So go pick those guys up. Uh, try to get the running backs first, followed by the wide receivers. That's how I usually do it. Because running backs are a lot more scarce, especially as we get, you know, a few more weeks in the season. All the running backs who could have value, they'll disappear very quickly. So thank you for listening as always. And I will see you tomorrow for the first half of the week to breakdowns. All right. See you next time.